1: Good morning, Southwest Florida. Here we go. Annex Wealth Management Show on the air. 92.5 Fox News. Nice to be here on a Sunday, October 10th. I'm Danny Clayton. In the next 30 minutes, we're going to check in with Brian Fiore, our branch director at Annex Wealth Management Naples, talking about the sandwich generation. Also, a little bit later on in the show, you're going to hear the difference. This is an Annex Wealth Management client experience. It's quite good. Stick around for that. Got a lot to talk about, including some webinars that you're going to want to know about. In fact, an important one, which happens next Tuesday. Derek Felsky is our chief investment officer in the studio this morning. Good morning. Good morning, Danny. Pinch hitting for Dave Spahn, it was Deanne Phillips, our director of client learning and development, a CFP and a CDFA. Good morning to you. Good morning. So let's get going with this week in review and I guess we need to start with Friday's very, I was actually standing In the studio near the coffee machine, you saw the numbers and
2: said, oh, that's not good. Well, it really wasn't. Uh, The U.S. economy only added 194,000 jobs in September. Uh, Projections were for a half million, so a disappointing result there. And uh, the unemployment rate, though, fell from from 5.2 percent to 4.8, primarily because people left the workforce. How big was that miss? Well, it was a miss of about 300,000. There were some revisions the prior months, so it really wasn't as bad as it looked. Uh, on the on the plus side, though, we saw that wages were up 4.6 versus a year ago, and average hourly, hourly work was up also, which suggests that the economy is stronger than that number would suggest.
3: So, Derek, of course, that was Friday's big news. But before that, we had the volatility around the debt ceiling. Let's talk about that for a moment.
2: Yeah, that was kind of kabuki theater. We seem to go through this process every couple of years. And I saw that, you know, Jamie Dimon was saying, why do we even have a debt ceiling if Mm -hmm. we know we're always going to increase it? You know, it could cause severe problems if we actually were technically in default. Uh, So I was a little surprised whether the the market was reacting to that earlier this week or not. You know, sometimes people like to say something caused it and something didn't. I'm not sure that was the case. I think there's a lot of concern, though, about earnings season in terms of some of these companies that uh, may be facing inflationary pressures and and which could crimp their margins. But a huge amount of
1: volatility, excuse me, Dan, but a huge amount of volatility, right? Kind of clobbered on Monday, back up on Tuesday, or maybe my days are mixed up, but up, down, up, down.
3: No, you're right, Danny. And there is some confusion, you know, in raising the debt ceiling, it's not increasing the debt, it's being able to pay our bills and that's very important too. But right now, it it only makes it solvent through December the 3rd.
2: Right. They they basically kick the can down the road so we don't have to focus on that. So now what we have to focus on is what's going on with the fiscal stimulus bills that are continuing to be negotiated in Washington, what the impact will be, not just on the economy, but also in terms of taxes on corporations and individuals.
3: Yeah, so we can focus on that again at Christmas, around the holiday time, right? That'll be fun. So uh, speaking well, we of that... we will be <laughs>
2: opening Christmas
1: gifts because apparently will be none on the shelves. Yeah, I think right, you just buy supply. Gift, gift cards. Right.
3: <laughs> well, let's talk about the the lack of it, the log jam and supply still.
2: it's. It, I think it's been well recognized. I heard a few few commentators today we're actually talking about things getting a little bit better on the, the port of LA for example um, but again it's causing a problem because we have a lot of demand out there we've got a lot of companies double and triple ordering because they want to be able to meet that demand and they're afraid they won't be able to get the parts they need in the future that will ultimately cause a hiccup in economic growth the question is when
3: you know so Derek I've heard you say in weeks past you know if you're going to buy anything for the holidays do it now so my, my closet's stacked I'm all set well I'm glad to hear that <laughs>
1: (laughs) Um, Derek, you talked about kicking the can down the road. Not too far down the road, we're going to start earnings season. And we're, I'm sure, going to be sifting through that guidance very, very carefully.
2: Right. Um, Next week, the major banks report they typically lead off earnings season. Uh, They're expected to have good good reports. But what we're going to be focusing on in in the earnings calls is what's going on in the background. In other words, what's happening with input prices and labor availability. And what you want to see is you want to kind of focus your portfolio on companies' Uh, that have pricing power and, and by that i mean the ability to raise prices if your input costs are going higher if you don't have that capacity that's going to crimp your margins and one of the re- main reason a stock underperforms is their margins are shrinking particularly relative to their competitors
1: will we see any of that with the banks at all would they be able to d- address
2: that well the banks I think you know they're, they're going to benefit from a steeper yield curve because remember they borrow short and lend long uh, the strength of the economy uh, you would think would be stimulating loan growth but it really hasn't because corporate Corporations and individuals are flush with cash. So they don't really have a need to borrow. Uh, but the banks remain very cheap. Uh, they're in, they now have the capacity to do share buybacks and raise dividends, and their last uh, test against the stress test was very positive
3: so are we still in a type of a momentum trade and we have heard you say that strong performance begets strong performance
2: well typically when you when you the first three quarters of the year end up plus 10 percent or more uh, the fourth quarter tends to be pretty good we're still in the seasonal soft period and that won't end till about the third week of October because next week we have an option expiration and typically that week is a little bit back and forth not very strong but towards the end of uh this month, I would expect the seasonal powers to be to prevail.
3: And besides seasonality, we have seen uh, changes positioning within uh, sectors and portfolio change dramatically this year.
2: Right. I mean, I think there was, you know, we had a growth scare in the middle of the year, partly because of the slowdown in China, partly because of the uh, increase in covid cases in the Sun Belt, And that seems to have dissipated. We've seen now the 10 year treasury is up to about one point six one, the highest it's been in a long time. Uh, That's putting pressure on the multiples of big cap tech and high octane uh, growth stocks. And and you see the rotation back towards some recovery plays like autos, hotels and the like.
1: Derek Felsky, Chief Investment Officer at Annex Wealth Management. Dean Phillips, Director of Client Learning and Development at CFP and a CDFA. There are a whole lot more to come on the show. If we can help, head to our website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. We'll be back. The Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News.
4: I'm Dave Spano, President and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. It may not feel like it, but 2021 is slipping away. You've seen headlines about inflation and potential tax changes. If you haven't reviewed your investment and retirement plan, or consider the impact of new taxes, it's time. Go to AnnexWealth.com and click the Get Started button. Set up a time to talk, review, or revise your plan today. Know the difference. One team, one plan, one fee. Annex Wealth Management. One team,
0: one plan, one fee. Annex Wealth Management works in your best interest. Can your advisor say that? This is the Annex Wealth Management Show.
1: Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? A lot has been written about the sandwich generation, which might be you if you're involved in caring for both your children and your parents, and you're not alone. It's stressful. It can weigh heavily on emotional and financial well-being. We feel strongly that people in the sandwich generation have a well-constructed financial plan that can adapt to changing situations. Let's talk about that with Brian Fiore, Branch Director, Annex Wealth Management in Naples. Good morning, Brian.
5: Good morning, Danny.
1: First up, and number one step, get organized. And that means yourself.
5: Yes, I think uh, when we work with any client or talk about any prospects of working with us we do want to get to know what are your financial circumstances what is your personal balance sheet income statement cash flows things like that and when you start having to care for many more people or more than just your normal family then it becomes important that you need to do that for yourself for you and your children but also similar for your parents if you're caring for your parents What is their balance sheet? What is their income uh, cash flow look like as well? And also, when you're adding extra people in your life that you're caring for or helping to care for, you probably need to look at your emergency funds because there's going to be chances of or more chances of something going unexpected that you need to use funds for. So uh, resetting your emergency fund, making that evaluation is going to be important as well.
1: What is that called? Murphy's law. If something's going to go wrong, it will.
5: Right. I guess Murphy's been around for a long, long time, but yep. yeah, everybody knows about him. That's <laughs> right. There's also um, some opportunities that you may come up and, you know, in a low interest rate environment, you may have a parent with a mortgage still or something like that with a higher interest rate you can look at. Maybe there's some high interest debt of some sort or another that you can refinance. So ways to reduce expenses you know, in a, in a smart manner should be looked at as well.
1: We are talking about the sandwich generation. Let's talk about planning for the needs of children, your kids.
5: Yeah, most folks, state plans, especially if they're larger, a thoughtful gifting plan is usually a centerpiece of it, as well as uh, tax strategies and things like that. So reviewing your situation, your trust uh, strategies, how things are titled, succession plans, things like that. And then usually there's a portion that is talking about what can we do for children or who, who could use the money, who could need the money. And it could be children or grandkids are often a good step that is used there as a 529 plan or a education savings account of some sort 529 plan if you're able to you can you can bunch more money than typically you can front load it up to 150,000 dollars in a single year you're pushing forward five years of contributions if you're uh, married and you file jointly so that's something to definitely look at there's other ways to save if you can't do that much but usually it's the cost of education is definitely one of the uh, higher inflating aspects of our lives and how can we help our children or grandchildren in that way is a, is a good a good thing to uh, review and make sure you can
1: do what you want to do with that. Annex Wealth Management Show 92.5 Fox News We're with Brian Fiore, Branch Director at Annex Wealth Management Naples, talking about the planning for the sandwich generation caught between helping both parents and children. It's important to understand parents' financial lives, our parents.
5: That's right, especially if you're going to be the one of the key points of their care or involved in their plan succession plan trustee of a trust a successor trustee all that that sort of thing so you need to know the ins and outs of their financial lives you know their balance sheet income statement cash flows because if something goes wrong and you're the one that is going to be making choices you don't want to be doing that after the fact you want to you want to have a good plan beforehand and if they're able if they're mentally you know able to be involved in the planning still that's definitely a benefit so you can get them to guide on what they want to happen. And if things go, if this happens to this parent, what would they like to see or vice versa? So power of attorneys come into play. Who is the power of attorney for the financial aspects? Who's the power of attorney for healthcare aspects? If something happens to one or both of your parents, all these things should be discussed as often as freely as possible. So there aren't any surprises and it's less of a burden on you if you have people help you with the plan and everybody understands what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, it's tough. The Sandwich generation, it, it's no picnic. And we're about proper planning at Annex Wealth Management. Part of that is to have a contingency plan.
5: Right. So if you're the successor trustee or you're part of the uh, succession plan and, and something happens to you, um, that's something else that you need to think about as well. So uh, not only will it's possible that something happens to one or both your parents, but something may happen to you as well. So if that is true, if you become incapacitated or even pass away, how Will that affect everything? Who's going to be set up to be in your place? Who's going to take care of your, your children as also well as taking care of your parents? So there's a lot of things to, to look at. Thankfully, you don't have to do everything yourself. So we know a lot of folks who specialize in helping people plan their elder care, helping people plan if they want to live at home instead of in assisted living facilities, see if they can do that and what the costs are. If they go into assisted living facilities, what do they need to ask? What do they need to look for? What things typically are become the problems? And you can uh, ask for help and get help in that way. Or again, you can kind of self-directed and ask and get all those questions answered yourself. But that is a pretty big task.
1: It sure is. But for investment and retirement planning, tax planning and estate planning for stuff we talk about on this show, like the sandwich generation, we do it as a fee only fiduciary. Know the difference? Website, AnnexWealth.com. You click the Get Started button. Brian Fiore, Branch Director, Annex Wealth Management, Naples. Thanks for your insight today. Thank you, Danny. We're going to be right back. Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. You finally reached your savings goal. But how much will you really spend in retirement? Basic question, but more than one-third of retirees underestimated their spending, and you know taxes will impact what you've set aside. You're smart enough to know you don't have all the answers. You're also smart enough to know where to get help. It's time to put things in order with a fee-only fiduciary. Click the Get Started button at AnnexWealth.com. One team, one plan, one fee. Annex Wealth Management.
0: Planning and investment insight from a fee-only fiduciary, and we put
1: that in writing. You're listening to the Annex Wealth Management Show. No, the difference with Annex Wealth Management and that's the goal of this segment. Another opportunity to meet a real life client of Annex Wealth Management who we work with for investment, retirement, estate, and tax planning. Let's say hello to Tom. Hey Tom. Hi Danny. At the top some quick questions. You are a client of Annex Wealth Management. Yes, I am. Annex is not providing any type of compensation for your time for this segment. Correct. And there are no conflicts of interest between you as a client and Annex as a firm. No, none at all. There you go. Well, we like transparency. You've been a client for three years now. Before that, you were an active do-it-yourselfer when it came to investment and retirement-related decisions. You did all the research, all the analysis. You were probably pretty good at it.
6: I thought I was doing okay at it. And actually, Dan, if you remember, I was a client of another company before it came to Annex. So I've been a client of someone's for a little over five years. But probably since the 80s, I really pretty much managed my own portfolio and I did all my investment decisions and did all the legwork. But as I became closer and closer to retirement, there's way too much to know and to do, so I turned it over to somebody. But Anna and I have been together for three-plus years now. Do you remember about when it was that you thought, you know what, I might need a pro on my side? It would have been five years ago, so probably 2016. And I was getting closer. I, I knew I was going to be retiring. The numbers were getting closer. I had been meeting my goals. My kids were going into college. Things were happening, and it's like there's too many moving parts to really understand pretty good with some of them but this is your future you're talking about and you're gonna like cut the lifeline of a paycheck and go and live off of your savings and the things that are are there with you so so that's when it was time to time to get some real help
1: you were within the 10 yard line and heading for the goal line
6: yep didn't need to fumble
1: so that was not a quick search. You investigated a number of name brands,
6: some local, some nationally based. When you were looking for a partner,
1: what were you looking for? What do you remember?
6: The big thing was is that when you're taking all of your life savings and it's somebody that you're gonna trust, somebody that's easy to do business with, I like the local factor as you know. we talked about it. When you're just talking to a person on the phone whom you may never never meet, it's just not that same comfort level because it's it's your money. And so I was looking for that, looking for some track record, basically somebody you trust.
1: You did all that research, and when it came down to deciding, ta-da, Annex was not
6: your first choice. (laughs) Not my first choice. To give Annex credit, it wasn't that they weren't my first choice. At that time, Annex was growing so much that I just had concerns that they, in a back office sense, would be able to, to keep up there was expansion going on it was growth it was explosive growth with their business and having been in a company that does grow and does mergers and acquisitions and does other things and i've seen things go wrong i was just a little concerned that the back office could keep up with the front office side of it so it wasn't necessarily that they were my my second choice i had reservations and because it was my money and i was conservative i i went with basically what was my second choice you
1: no know, the difference with annex wealth management we're chatting with tom a client of annex wealth management so you broke our heart, you're with somebody else. What were the signs that maybe you needed to think of a, a different partner?
6: What it was is I, I was always kind of keeping an eye on Annex because they said at that point, Annex was my choice. My client rep, Mark, was persistent. He didn't let go he kind of just checked in every once in a while. We had some conversations and things and, and then it really was coming back to, all right, it seems like you've been able to grow. You've opened all these offices, um, nothing on social media, nothing in the news. And there's no bad press, so it looks like you're able to pull it off. And so we started going back, and we took a look at it again. But then it was like the, all right, what are you getting for your money? Because they obviously don't do it for free. But with the comprehensive tax planning and estate planning added in, which I kind of got a little bit of but not to the same formality. There weren't subject matter experts with the other company that you met with. That and actually a lower fee says, boy, I think it's time to move and give them a chance. How long have you been retired now? Three years. Anything surprise you with retirement? I was kind of ready for it, but I think uh, what surprised me is how easy I moved into it. Probably the hardest part is managing your budget and and spending your money as opposed to making money and spending the money you make. It's a whole different mindset because now you're you're living off of everything. But when you look at it, the money is still growing and you're living off of it and things are going okay. You look to be a fairly young guy. Did you retire early? Yes, I did. Good for you. Did you get to the point where you're bored or you've been finding things? I'm not bored. I do odd jobs. I volunteer, my vacation. Anything you would have changed in the approach to the way you approach retirement or retirement planning? I would have gone earlier. A lot of people... They just don't feel, even though the financial person tells them they're ready to go, maybe I I could have gone probably a year or two years earlier, and and maybe I should have. Tom is a client of Annex Wealth Management. Wasn't always that way. Chose a different company.
1: Decided that Annex fit the needs a little bit more closely. Tom, we're glad to have you as a client. Hope we can be part of a great retirement for many, many years. Thanks for coming in. Oh, thank you very much, Danny. Our website, AnnexWealth.com, as simple as clicking that Get Started button. Quick break. We're going to be back on the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5. Fox News.
4: I'm Dave Spano, President and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. It may not feel like it, but 2021 is slipping away. You've seen headlines about inflation and potential tax changes. If you haven't reviewed your investment and retirement plan or considered the impact of new taxes, it's time. Go to AnnexWealth.com and click the Get Started button. Set up a time to talk, review, or revise your plan today. Know the difference one team, one plan, one fee. Annex Wealth. Wealth Management. One
0: team, one plan, one fee. Money talk is straight talk from a fee only fiduciary. It's time to know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show.
1: We're back, 92.5 Fox News, Annex Wealth Management Show, Sunday, October 10th. Let's talk about webinars, because there is one fast approaching. Happens Tuesday at 5 o'clock, and Deanne, you are the ringleader of this. It's Women and Wealth Financial Self-Defense. What's, what's the quick version of that? Yeah,
3: it's a Women's Guide to Financial Self-Defense. So, you know, in the finance industry, we are continually sold or pitched products so what this webinar is about is identifying those red flags that what gets our Spidey sense up where we may be thinking boy I know there are questions I should be asking around this and I don't know what they are so this webinar identifies different scenarios um, of purchasing financial products what to listen for what to ask red flags um, you know again things that aren't necessarily blatant you know
1: are these things that kind of happen tend to happen when people swoop in when there's change in a woman's life?
3: Can be, but they can be as simple as, you know, we all know the classic one is when you go to buy a car, uh, which is one of my favorites. You know, you walk on the lot, you're approached by somebody, you know they're gonna try to sell you and put you in a car. So your defense goes up. That doesn't mean you necessarily know what to ask, right? Well, yes, when you're going through a transition, at least you've walked onto the lot in that car situation. When you're going through a major transition, death, divorce, disability, or any kind, even retirement, we tend to as human beings not be able to listen the same way or as thoroughly so there are ways to create a self-defense support for yourself in knowing what to ask maybe bringing a second pair of ears along with you you know someone to Listen and interpret also.
1: Okay. And another couple that are coming up investigating moving in retirement. That happens on the 19th. That's five o'clock. There's also one in November. Has people with dual residences? That's a simple one. Yeah. Well,
3: dual or just changing your domicile. I'm hearing that a lot from people that I work with at Annex here too. Clients saying, you know, I'm thinking about with the tax changes, maybe I should change and move to a different state. So this really explores the things you need to think about.
1: Yes. If you've just arrived in Florida, that's probably why. And then women (laughs) and wealth passion assets boy this is going on full pitched in my wife's family right now stuff it's about your stuff stuff that's maybe not valued but is valued
3: well definitely there could be a value but there are things that don't pass by beneficiary designation that could be a fine wine collection danny or stamp collection uh heck it could even be a gun collection right
1: i'll tell you this my wife's Grandfather was a boxer of some note and he had a Navajo blanket that he would wear and that is wow. hanging on the wall of some kid who's like a couple shirt tail relatives away yeah. it enrages her so it's that that kind oh, of stuff Oh yeah
3: All well right. you know i've got um War, Civil War letters from my family from the front. You know, those are definitely passion assets for my family. What do you do with those things? And if you don't declare if you'll do something with them, they could get lost in time and, and pitched by accident.
1: That's Deanne Phillips, Director of Client Learning Development, CFP and a CDFA at Annex
2: Wealth Management. Derek Felsky, still in the studio, Chief Investment Officer. What's our China update, Derek? Well, uh, China's most recent PMI was actually disappointed. It was in negative territory at 49.5, which suggests their economy is starting to shrink and recessionary pressures may be building. Um, you know, one of the things has to do with Evergrande, that huge property developer which d- defaulted on its debt payments. Uh, that's probably going to put downward pressure on real estate prices, which could affect. Consumption there since 70 percent of health sold wealth in China is held in real estate. And then the second thing that's been going on is they're starting to see negative shocks from blackouts and the rest because they lack the necessary carbons and whatnot to power. Plus, they're trying to keep their emissions below a certain level to try to meet these you know climate I, accord agreements.
1: I, I'm surprised that they do because they didn't care in the past. But that's affecting lots of companies that we buy from who have
2: to manufacture there, right? Oh, absolutely. Apple manufactures a, lot, a big chunk of their iPhones overseas, I mean, any number of other companies. So the second largest economy in the world is now slowing, at, at the same time that the U.S. economy is also slowing. The Atlanta Fed, which ha, we saw 6% growth in the second quarter, the Atlanta Fed is now looking for 1.5% growth in the third. And while I can give you any number of reasons why that is the case, you know, supply-side bottlenecks and all the rest, it's still slower growth. And this is at a time when the Fed is considering tapering their bond purchases, while, which, while not tightening, certainly suggests tightening is closer than it was a few months so ago. So we might be talking next year. Potentially, or they may not tighten at all. I right, mean, right. you know, they may they may just taper their bond purchases, which is injecting liquidity, and keep short-term rates very low. When do they need to make a decision on Powell? Um, I think he. I think it's by next. I think the decision will be made by December. Um, it, the odds makers still believe he's going to be reappointed. Uh, Janet Yellen endorsed him about a month ago. Although I read a story recently that suggests that Janet Yellen is really more interested, perhaps, in going back to the Fed than remaining as the head of the Treasury Department.
1: Are they in sync?
2: Well, they're, they work together. It's just a different job. Her, the The Treasury Secretary. It's a much more political appointment as opposed to what a Fed Chairman would do.
1: Derek Felsky, Chief Investment Officer at Annex Wealth Management. Thank you for this morning. You're very Appreciate welcome. that. Deanne Phillips, our Director of Client Learning and Development, a CFP and a CDFA. Good luck with your uh, webinars next week. Thank you. Details at AnnexWealth.com. Look for the Events tab. If we can help, our website, AnnexWealth.com. You click the Get Started button. See you in a week on the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News.